0: funny we were debating about talking about this topic and in my head i was like there's a lot
1: of it right
0: oh there's so many like hot takes on return like it's not they're not even hot anymore they're dead cold Everybody. Welcome to the Postlight Podcast. I'm Gina Trapani. I am the CEO of Post Light. As always, I'm joined by President of Postlight, Chris Lasacco. Hey, Chris. Hey, Gina. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. We, j- we just got back from a business trip. We traveled for business. We traveled. We got on a plane. We went to a place and there were humans. We shook their hands. <laughs> we shared microphones. We talked. We, we, we presented. And then we got back on a plane and came home.
1: But it was such a novel idea to have... 3D avatars interacting in real space. It yes,
0: was amazing. People are short. They're tall. They have <laughs> back, backs of heads.
1: It's so funny when you get used to somebody's head and shoulders, and then you see them in real life, and you're like, "Wow, you are much taller or much shorter than I expected you to be."
0: You know, I've been really trying to have this policy, personal policy. I try not to comment on my colleagues' appearance, right? Because you know, the way you look, uh, it's just I not that, that important yep. or interesting. But it is impossible impossible not to meet somebody in person for the first time that you've been on video calls with for months and not like be like, oh, you look
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: different in these ways in person because your brain just like because you're mapping the 3D meet space version with the like box and zoom. That's it's exactly impossible. it.
1: Like you walk up to someone and you're like, oh I had no idea you were six five. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's just hard not to comment on that. I also had the experience where there were some people who I mean, obviously, I know, and I've worked with them, and have had several meetings with them, and yet still couldn't match their real face to their yes. video box face, which is a fascinating phenomenon. It really is.
0: You're like, oh, it's like all oh, the whole picture gets filled in. You're like, oh, I see. At different angles, like, well, like it's very different. Yeah, it's good though. Being a person, there's a lot of good there.
1: There's a ton of good, and the and, whole the, and the you know. The information density is so high. And, you know, it brings to mind this question. There was also this New York Times article that you sent me about the – what do they call it? The Return to Office Whisperers?
0: RTO. Our favorite acronym is Return to Office. The RTO Whisperers Have a Plan is the name of this article, which we will link in the show notes. This article caught my eye for a couple of reasons. It's about a niche group of consultants who have sprung up – In service of the executives and leaders at businesses who get up in the morning and take a shower, put on a suit, shave, and and make sure their hair is cut and get in their cars and drive the office and park in the lot and go in and look around and feel (laughs) crestfallen.
1: Absolutely crestfallen
0: because they are surveying a wasteland, (laughs) like an empty space of desks. And and these leaders and these executives, they're thinking to themselves – What do we have to do to get people back in this office? Right. Business is tough and we all got to be back here together and nothing's working. We mandated it and people don't listen to the mandate. And we made it optional and like offered free lunch and nobody came. And so these consultants, and of course I love this, right? Because we're consultants, said, we have the answers for you. We're going to get your people back to office. We are the RTO whisperers. So I just I love this. I love the whole premise of this article. Good job, New York Times deck writer for absolutely sucking me in.
1: Yeah, the premise is great. Maybe if I can put a slightly more positive <laughs> bent on it.
0: Please do because I'm in a very cynical mood today. <laughs> Chris.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were just talking, there is value in being in the same physical space, right? And I think there are executives who are out there who are saying I'm I'm missing this value. It is I mean, there are some who are like command and control. I am going to make a decree and I expect that people are, they're not working if I can't see them working, you know? And I think we all, or at least you and I kind of look at that and chuckle and say, that's, you know, an outdated, very misguided. But then there, there are actual tangible benefits to being in the same physical space with the people you're working with. And I think there are some executives out there who are like, I don't want to miss out on those benefits anymore. The world has opened back up. Like we've got an opportunity to recapture some of the magic of being in the same room with someone and it's not working and and people are just not coming back. There's that part of it too. It's like it's less, how do I make sure that I'm getting my eight hours of productivity every day? And more like, you know, how do I unlock something that feels lost right now?
0: Can we unpack just for a minute? Why does a leader who thinks that everyone needs to be back in the office to ensure that everyone is getting their work done. Why is that misguided? Why do we think that's misguided?
1: Well, the quality and quantity of your output is not defined by the hours you work.
0: And that's the, the desk you are sitting at.
1: And the desk you're sitting at.
0: <laughs> and the data shows over and over that people actually work harder and longer when they do it from home. <laughs>
1: I mean, what you just said is true, but I would say it's not even that we need people to work harder and longer necessarily.
0: I do think, though, there is a class of leaders who are like, people are at home playing video games. And it galls me. Like it gets me so angry. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm someone who worked remote for years and years and years before the pandemic. And so had a lot of experience with it. And and I just, I think there's this sense of like, if they are not within my line of sight, and this is what I think is misguided and and very old school in in a bad way. I think there are a lot of good old school things, but old school in a bad way. If I cannot see my team sitting at Mm -hmm. their desks and typing, Then they're off, they've got another job, they're walking the dog, they're doing their laundry, they are playing video games, you know, they're on Reddit. Like there's this like assumption that work isn't getting done if you can't see it getting done. And that is garbage. (laughs) I think we both agree that that's garbage.
1: We do. I feel like we could even go down a whole tangent here about how actually allowing some more flexibility in the workday to do some of the things you just said, right? Doing laundry walking the dog, heck, even playing video games. Like there is an argument to be made that for some people, the flexibility is hugely impactful to (laughs) the overall quality and quantity of what they're doing. Of their work. Of their work.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is the thing I should say. When you're in the middle of deep creative work or you're debugging a problem, taking the dog for a walk or like doing a few dishes is actually a huge boost. Like I've experienced this. Like you're like, oh, I got it right like i thought i had a minute to step away and i thought about it right like not everybody gets their work done sitting at a keyboard
1: you know we are talking about knowledge work we're talking about people who yes. are you know designing and building software it's different than someone who is you know working on a factory floor where serving
0: coffees it, or yeah
1: that's right where it's like you know it's a throughput problem like our kind of work is different than that yes and allowing for for detours in the day besides being very personally helpful i mean there were all these there's an article that came out that was that was talking about a bunch of ceos who were you know mandating return to office and it was all men and there was one woman and she was like look around do you see what's going on like do you see why why these mandates are coming out and it's because you don't you know they didn't appreciate that very typically women take on more of the household burden and having flexibility in their day is is actually like a huge thing you know
0: And also, it's easier for me to work from home and not feel like I'm in a you male dominated office or industry. You feel safer if you get to do it remotely. Like Absolutely. there's also that that data, right? You have underrepresented minorities and women saying like I actually I'm better. I can do, I'm more effective at my job if I if I'm able to do it remotely because the office office culture and vibe is not always the most friendly to me.
1: Right. This was in the New York Times article. I don't know the data source. But it says surveys show that 81% of black and Asian knowledge workers prefer remote or hybrid work. Eighty-one percent. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't get much clearer than that.
0: That's right. And that's all the reasons that we know, right? It's control over your environment, it's being able to walk into your kitchen and eat leftovers for lunch and have your own space and set up things the way that you want. You know, it's just it's gaining all the time that you'd have to spend on your commute, time you have to spend getting, you know, dressed and buying clothes, like all, all the things, all the things that come with office life. And yet, We got on a plane this week and went to a place and was in a room with a bunch of folks. And we had a long meeting. And at the end, we did a retro of the meeting. And it was like, what are the good things about this meeting and what were the bad things? And what was the top good thing that a bunch of people upvoted?
1: We were all in person.
0: We are all here together.
1: We're all here together.
0: We are all here together. It's so nice to be all here together, right? Because we are social animals on this planet, right?
1: That's right. I mean, even the most introverted among you and I are introverts, but it's still, it feels good to be able to work, you know, face-to-face, right? Standing alongside one another, sitting alongside one another, and just, just having a conversation as opposed to looking at a grid of boxes on screens.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, our work lives are very meeting heavy. So we spend a lot of time on the video calls. I think, I think when you're doing deep knowledge work that requires focus time. If you're writing, if you're designing, if you're coding, you don't want to do that in a room full of people Yes. unless everybody else in that room is also doing it. This is why reading in a library is so incredibly pleasurable, right? Because everybody is quiet and reading and doing a thing and you feel like you're part of a thing. That's so right. it's not always, but our job is to require a lot of conversations and it's nice to do it, you know, standing and, and all the things happen. And it's so funny. I forget like Oh, right. There's that moment of awkwardness when you run out of small talk and, oh, yeah, I kind of have to go to the bathroom and I'm going to have to excuse myself, you know, or like, I really want to get a cup of coffee right now. Like, do you want to, co- like, there, you know, there's like that, yeah. you know, and you kind of forget. You're like, no, this is just about like, this is about being just like a human in the world, you know, and it's not transactional. We don't have an agenda. We just happen to be standing next to one another. And so, you know, we're like, where are you from? How's your trip?
1: What's going on?
0: Right. You know, that's exactly it.
1: Again, I'm going to go back to that New York Times article. They called it like weak ties. And Mm -hmm. when people don't work in an office, when they're working 100% remotely, I think the article said it was a 38% decline in weak ties. This idea that you can make connections with people that don't have necessarily direct correlation to the project you're working on. That's right and those weak ties are directly applicable first of all they feel very satisfying just as again social animals right but Even it's as also an introvert,
0: very satisfying and
1: meaningful yes, yep weak ties are correlated with career advancement and people who have more weak ties that can help you advance your career there's professional advancement that happens and it's and it's very interesting actually to like draw the correlations between people who are ambitious and people who want to be in the office, you know?
0: It is really interesting. Um, A colleague of ours shared with us that his son is, it's like his first job or one of his first or second job. And it's, and it's hybrid. He has the choice to go into the office or not. And my, and our colleague said, I have advice for you, get dressed and go to that office every Mm -hmm. single day. Just be there, just be there, observe who's there, you know, talk to them just to like make yourself visible and create those, those weak ties. You know, I had at this meeting that we went to, I met a bunch of people, many of whom I haven't had a chance to work with yet, but had a couple of like deep, great conversations with folks who I was like, A, I can't wait to work with this person. And B, if they, you know, sent a quick email over to me and said, hey, Gina, can you help me out with this or that? Or, you know, I need something or do you need something? Or if I had a need, I feel like we laid that groundwork, right? Or that would be very comfortable and I would be happy, to help. Right. And I think that they would be the same because we had that great conversation. Otherwise it would be like, Oh, let's set a time to meet. And then they do the call and you're like, oh, you know, and it feels more obligatory. Right. So you're like, you kind of, you know, greasing the wheels of those, you know, relationships because we're relationship people, you know, That's right. we're, We, like you said, you're more social animals. There is no formula. I mean, I think that <laughs> this article, you know, one of the theses is just like, there isn't a formula that's going to magically make all your employees. Like if you're a leader who really wants all your employees to come back to the office, <laughs> there isn't really a way to do that. That works no. everywhere reliably, right? So much has to do with your culture and this, yeah, the top-down mandate. I think we all agree, and this is something that, that you and I very purposely never did at Postlight, right? We never said, you must come to the office. If you want to keep your job, one of your requirements of your job is coming come to the office. That, that made no sense, right? We because never
1: even were considering that, really. We
0: never considered it, right? First of all, we knew that folks were doing amazing work and, in fact, working, you know, more, we were telling people, like, hey, <laughs> sign off at night. Like, have yeah. dinner with your family. Like, take some time away, especially especially deep in the pandemic, right?
1: Right. All boundaries went out the window. Well, which all was not, boundaries not went good. out the window.
0: That's right. Not good. We were concerned about, right, where people were at. Um, and even when it became, you know, easy to come back to the office, it still doesn't, it just doesn't feel right, right? Folks should, should be able to have control of their lives. And if the work is there and we see it, It's not a requirement, but I do worry now about are our team members forming those relationships and how do we create opportunities for them to form relationships? You know, the the carrot versus the stick uh, approach is way better.
1: Well, but carrot – you're saying carrot to return back to the office?
0: Yeah, like – Hey everybody! We're having an event. We're all going to get together and watch, you know, uh, uh, play a game together, or watch a movie, or we're going to have lunch together. Or it's it's all hands day. We'd love to see you. We're all going to be in the office, or we're going to do a happy hour. Like you know, events where people have a reason. Like oh yeah, I want if I go to the office, I'm going to get I'm, I'm going to see people. There others going to be there. I'm not going to sit in a room all day on on video calls, right? Because this is this is the other thing as a person coming back to the office, like. Uh, but I'm just going to be on video calls all day.
1: Exactly. It there's no value. <laughs> well,
0: right. Exactly.
1: Something that has been interesting at Postlight is that we've had teams start to self-organize and come together. It's not every day. It's not five days a week. But it's right. you know some one team is like one day a week. You know it looks like they tried to be in the office together. Another team it's a monthly. They have a monthly day in the office and it's on the calendar. It's on our calendars too, which is kind of cool mm-hmm. and. That wasn't a mandate that was self-organized by, you know, the team lead saying, hey, there's value in us being together, you know? Yeah. We've also, we've done some some trips to like get groups together, mm-hmm. which has been great when we've been able to do them. Just having a targeted week or a targeted couple of days where it's like, hey, we're going to we're gonna make a concerted effort to be in person. And so those kinds of things can really, really help. But we've talked about remotes weeks on the show on before. On the show
0: before, that's right. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I mean- There's another half of this, which is you get so many cultural benefits when people are in the office that you don't have to try for. So how do you replace that when you do have to try for it? You know, and this is something that I think we've put energy into, right? Mm -hmm. Is how do you establish a digital working together culture?
0: That's right. It's
1: not the same as being sitting in a room with somebody, but it does provide some of the same benefits if you've got stronger digital connections with people, you know,
0: for us, the thing that worked for us is that creating that virtual space, that digital space where everybody is, it's not a, you know, brick and mortar office, but it's that place that everyone is there and is live and can see one another and talk to one another. Right. For us, it doesn't really matter what the tool is. Like it's for us, it's Slack. We once did an all hands in Minecraft. Remember the the Minecraft? That was a lot of
1: fun. It did devolve into people just fighting each other with swords. It
0: was amazing that it devolved into (laughs) people fighting with each other with swords. But we also like built a bunch of stuff together and like, you know, like it was – that great. was a lot of fun. And there are there are a bunch of like new and interesting tools actually about, you know, ways for people to be in a real time – we had people organizing like Animal Crossing. In an Animal Crossing, you can like, you know, share mm-hmm. your, your island code and all, everybody flies the island, like swaps fruit and whatever. Like, you know, playful spaces uh, that aren't just straightforward work video calls that people can be in together that don't necessarily you know, require travel or a commute. I don't know what we would have done being, without that sort of real-time ability to see and talk to one another because email just doesn't quite
1: do it. Email doesn't feel the same.
0: It feels like a letter.
1: That's right. That and someone wrote
0: can, hours ago and that you're opening now, you know?
1: I mean, you could still accomplish quick messaging with uh, iMessage, you know, but that doesn't feel like a place, right? And that, right. I, that's what's interesting about our Slack instance is that it feels like, a place that I am a part of that I we've had people tell us like after they resign and they leave post-site, you know, what is the single biggest thing you miss? And they say the Slack Slack. (laughs) because which makes total sense to me because it's like, that's where the community is. It's the living,
0: breathing, right. Group of people doing things together.
1: Right. Something else that comes to my mind when I think about return to office is like, there's like the carrot, incentives, right? Like free lunch that you can get people to in, which mm-hmm. work yoga a little, classes little bit, but maybe or... not much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. There's the draw of a team, which I think is real. You know, mm-hmm. we are a software agency, right? In our context, I think the, the draw of a client is also really real mm-hmm. and being able to get somebody in the room to say, Hey, we want to work. We want to work with you in person and have a higher fidelity interaction can be really beneficial and it cuz it can really help the team, right, to be in the room, but it also helps the client to be like, "Oh, I've I'm, you know, interacting with the people who are working on my project versus just having Zoom calls." And we've gotten really good at having Zoom calls, but it's different when you're in the room at the whiteboard like, you know, jamming on stuff. And invite so inviting client interactions and having client workshops, and we should be honest that like it's not 100% foolproof. Because right. even clients are still grappling with how often do I want to be in the office or not?
0: That's right. I just want to say something about the – you mentioned the whiteboard. Man – I will get on a plane, train, automobile, (laughs) scooter, boat, ferry, paraglider. I will – if you tell me you and the 10 humans or however many humans are going to get together in this room and we have a giant whiteboard. Can you just smell the markers? Can you just see the post-its? And and we're going to sit down and we're going to talk to one another and we're going to make a big, nice big list on the whiteboard about – what we're doing together, man, I sign me up. That is, and this is probably the consultant to me coming out. But like, I just, there's like, you just get clarity in a way that you just can't get on a, a mural board and here's the thing we've run these you know at a digital yeah. board for sure there's something about we did a whole episode about analog tools there's something about handing out a bunch of post-its in different colors physical post-its and markers and say write down in three words like your biggest priority right we', we did an exercise just yesterday yeah. with this with some the leaders what are our biggest priorities and let's let's put them up on the board physically stick them up on the board and like and then we have stickers and you put the stickers on the ones that and, you know, that sounds like a waste of paper and dead trees and all that, but there's something about it that that is like, ah, we are a high fidelity, like where th- there's a clarity communication, this feeling of like, we're all in this together and we're working together. So I love a good whiteboarding session in person. I'll never not love a good whiteboarding session in person. I'm totally I just, with you. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. And, and it's just not, you just don't get that. It's just not quite fully replicated digitally. In a lot of ways, the digital thing... You know, version is better, right? Because it persists, and you can continue to iterate on it over time. You can revisit it, right? The whiteboard gets erased, the post its come copy down paste. and get thrown out. You can copy paste. You know, you can read people's writing digitally, right? right? Yeah. You know, but there's it's it's less about. The digital version is about the artifact that you come out with in the end, but the in-person version is about the act of doing it in the moment, right? And there's like a, there's a difference.
1: Totally agree with you.
0: Both of those are useful. Having this is a living what I was going to say. Document, yeah, is useful. Having just a, just a couple of hours where you're writing, you know, you're putting ink on paper and then sticking it to a wall, like, yes, that's also yes. useful.
1: There's a, there's a place for both. I hope what people take away from this is not one is better Either than or. the other. That's right. right. I think what has worked for us and what our guidance would be for other organizations i mean everybody's dealing with this to some extent is get really good at the digital tools like make sure that you can work really effectively and make sure you have a place where your culture is represented in the digital realm right mm-hmm. for us that's slack i think you could make other choices but figure out how to get your your culture digitized for lack of a better phrase yeah. but then just because you're you're not going to do a a 5 day in-office mandate doesn't mean that you shouldn't value the in-office t- or the in-person time when it makes sense. And figuring out how to find the right ways to incentivize that partially because you think it's valuable, but also partially because you want to you want to arm your teams to be able to say, this is when it makes sense for us. And here's where, here's where it's going to be high leverage. And so mm-hmm. we want to be able to do it. And if that requires a little bit of travel and a little bit of spend to make sure the kitchen is stocked and we've got post-its on hand and the whiteboards are clean. Like those things are important too, because you want to be able to have that that option to be with other humans when, when it's needed, when it's really going to level up what you're doing.
0: I think that this conversation that was bubbling up again, because we are in an economic downturn and I think mm. that there are leaders saying, my business is no longer performing and we are in... We are under a lot of pressure, and so now I believe this is why there's this—they're hiring consultants to You're get so their employees right. back in the office. Do, do you remember when uh, Marissa Meyer took over Yahoo? Like Yahoo, like Yahoo was yeah. in a bad spot. She came in as CEO, and like one of the first things she did was said, "There is no room for flexibility here. We are in a crisis, and therefore everyone needs to be in this building." And it was like a very controversial. Edict. I think a bunch of people left. It didn't, I remember. This is several years ago now, and it didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I think there's something related to the economic softness and the and the downturn and and this is what I think upsets me the most when i when I hear that leaders are desperate to get people back in the office because their business depends on it because implicit in that is this idea that your employees aren't getting their jobs done, and I think that's what upsets me because ultimately, like if you don't trust your employees. <laughs> To get their jobs done, that's your problem. It's like a lack lack of trust, right? You have to trust that your people are doing their jobs. It doesn't mean that you have to see them, right, sitting at their desk in your office. I think the point that you were making earlier, which is like you have to give your teams the options – and empower them and say, you know, this space is here for you. All these tools are here for you. You know, if you're meeting with a client or you want to work with one another, like do that and then leave it up to the teams to self organize and decide this is a quiet, heads down work day. We're all going to focus and, you know, not, and not do meetings, but this is a day that we're going to get together and collaborate. That's trusting your people to make good decisions, right? it's a little bit of like a babysitting thing. Like all these people need to be back here because I need to watch them that they're doing their job. That's what bothers me so much about the fact that this consulting niche even, you know, exists, right? Like I just, I just, I'm like, this is, this is leaders taking this the wrong way. Like, you know, a downturn is not the time to tighten the screws on your employees, right? Like this is the time where you trust your employees and say, we're in a bind. Like, how do we do this better together? Like, let's, let's figure that out together versus like a top-down mandate. Yeah, I didn't mean to go into such a big rant,
1: but... (laughs) That was a great rant. It was very well said. We should wrap this up. I do want to ask you one more question, though. Is there an answer to the buzzing office as a sales tool? Meaning it would be so impactful. We know this firsthand, right? Mm Pre-pandemic, to be able to bring someone into our office in New York City and see a bunch of designers with... I mean, at the time it was Sketch, now it's Figma, up on their screens or see engineers writing code and talking to each other. And you, there's a feeling you get. I don't know how else to describe it where you're like, oh, there's something good happening here. And yeah. that was, oh my God, when you were talking to a prospect and you could bring them into the, into the room, literally with the team and say, look at what you could get. Like that is a very impactful thing. And we just don't have that anymore. So what are your thoughts on that? Like what's the answer?
0: I mean, you know, <laughs> There isn't a direct replacement for that, right? Like we've tried, we've tried a bunch of things, right? We, ha- you know, we, you know, hold events, you can do live webinars, you can, you can set up, you know, situations where you're, you know, you're, you're interacting online, but you're just not going to have that ambient, you know, buzzing office five days a week. Anymore. Yeah. Like that's, and for, in our business where we are selling solutions, custom solutions built by teams and, and we say the words, we're very collaborative with each other and with you. It's hard to show that. I mean, we're simple animals, humans, ultimately, right? We, we just want to see, we want to see what we're going to get, right? And right. that's something we've struggled with. Like there isn't a way to say, like, here, look at our team buzzing, you know, like working away at, at their desks. It's a challenge. I don't, we've had, you know, we, we've gotten folks back into the office for events and things. Um, and that's nice. That's good. But that like day to day, I mean, at one point, Chris, I think I turned to you and said, oh, the office 2019 is over. 2019
1: <laughs> it took me like three
0: over. like three years to get to like, oh, that's not going to happen. Like we're not going to be competing with one another for conference rooms anymore. That's right. not where you know where we're at anymore culturally uh, and as a company um, and, and I'll admit that there was some sadness there for me because I love our team and I like chatting with people in the kitchen you know on a yeah. Tuesday morning I'm feeling that energy as I'm getting yeah. my, my coffee I'm right? feeling that energy, right I don't feel like I gave you a good answer, but I don't I don't think there's a direct replacement for that. I mean I do think there is you know, going back to what you said earlier, like creating those opportunities to be in that space together that are for we've got. Yeah, I think that's the best we've got trying right?
1: to to not replace that experience, but to approximate it, let's say, with a workshop, with a session where you've got a dozen people together mm-hmm. um, and trying to create the I mean, like the event we went to this week, that was a lot more than a dozen people, but it was it wasn't the fully buzzing office with everybody, but it was there was a ton of energy. Because it was it was, you know, a whole team that was oriented around going after, you know, the same thing. And if we had walked a client through our prospect through one of those days, that would have felt really, really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, the other thing, you know, I remember we've we've said in pitches, we're going to be in your slack, we're going to be working right alongside you, you know, you're, you're going to be in Figma with us leaving comments. And that, again, it's not the same, it is not the same as walking into an office and seeing, seeing everybody live. But it, it does feel, it it can offer some of those same benefits where it's like, oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be working alongside each other, and like that feels really good. And it's true, uh, that is the way we work. We work mm-hmm. right alongside our client teams, or right alongside our clients, you know, uh, our teams. That's so. Right. I mean I think that's as good as we've got for now it's going to be interesting to see what the future holds too
0: yeah i mean look trust your your people are getting their work done and create those opportunities those reasons to get together like i really look forward to that trip and we have another one coming up really looking forward to it there's a reason we're all going to be there and it's going to be great right like i'm i'm feeling that Th- those are the ways to get people together and to and to create those relationships those those difficult to measure connections those weak ties Um, are definitely beneficial and just the reality of our world right now the the knowledge work world that we work in is there's got to be those those reasons those opportunities those events you know that everyone will drop everything and say, "Yeah, definitely, I'm not going to miss that. I don't want to miss this that." This is worth
1: it for me. Yeah,
0: that's right. Well, we're never tired of opinions about <laughs> return to work. Clearly, it's true. because it's we would April love to hear from 2023. From we want to hear. We want to hear your your stories. We want to hear all your story. I love hearing the like. Well, my office there was a mandate, and they backed it off, and then they and now they you know buy us breakfast every Thursday. Like, I, send us a note. We want to hear it. Uh, hello, Postlight.com. And, and I'm curious, I, I want to hear from the folks who disagree and say, no, no, I need to be with my people in order to really get things done. I want to hear that too. We, we I, w- w- when I would folks love to hear argue that. With us
1: if <laughs> and somebody can us. succinctly say, like, we did return to office and it, and it was hugely beneficial, and here's how we did it, and here's how it worked, I would love to hear that story too.
0: I want to hear the top down mandate success story because I just have not heard that. I don't know if that, that was yet. there, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Get in touch. Hello, postlife.com. Thanks for listening, everybody.
1: Thanks, y'all. Bye.